This is the Detroit is Different Podcast Network, the culture of an American classic city. Hey everyone, this is your sister Audra and you are here with Community where we talk about unique pathways and common goals. And you know, you guys can guarantee what I'm going to say. I am over the moon excited to have this person here sitting with me uh, for the next 30 minutes. Um, Young lady, if you'd be so kind, would you please introduce, introduce yourself? Hello, my name is Lauren Hood. They also <laughs> call her a old boogie. <laughs> It's true. <laughs> Do you say over the moon excited for every guest? I have. <laughs> I have. I didn't think I would, but I mean. If it's, it's true, it's, it's fine. true, man. It's true. Well, yeah. Why would you have a guest that didn't excite you? Right. I mean, really. So, yeah, um, I have said it 100% <laughs> of the time. So, so L. Uh, let's go back, and I wonder if you can remember how did this we meet? Be funny, how did we meet? Um, I'm not sure. I remember when we first met, but mm-hmm. I remember the first time we hung out. Was <laughs> it the traffic jam time? Yeah. That was the first time you made an impression. If we met before that, okay. I don't remember. Okay, all right, <laughs> that's that's fair. Was that the first time we hung out? So. Traffic Jam, like, years ago? Years ago. I forget. Somebody recommended me to you and you to me, so I forget who it was. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, But then mm -hmm. finally we went and had a sit-down at Traffic Jam. Yes. Is that what you remember as the first time? Yes, that's the first (laughs) hangout. Do you remember who the person was? I do. Okay. <laughs> so, so, so Thanks, I know. Person. We had, <laughs> so I know we have been orbiting, right, mm-hmm. and, and doing work in community, you know. And of course, I had heard about you, right? Mm-hmm. Same. Um, and so when we had to sit down, I, I, I know I'm like, wow, this just like everybody's been saying. <laughs> and she's sitting right here, and she's absolutely amazing. <laughs> She's brilliant. She's beautiful. And so it's been on ever since. Yeah, you too. What I remember about our conversation, I don't remember. I remember a little bit about what we talked about. But um, I just remember thinking, wow, she's so honest and and vulnerable. And I don't even know her like that. I was like, wow, okay. Yeah. (laughs) Well, um, pardon my vulnerability. No, I love it. (laughs) Well, I, I seek to be one of those people who can be more vulnerable. Like, I know lots of people, and I can have tons of, not small talk, because that makes me jittery, too. I hate doing that, but somewhere in the middle. Right, and so with you, I don't know, it's like certain people that I know that's like, you know, you have this three-person validation of who those people are, right? (laughs) And so um, being a black woman and being in the space and and having some similar um, things that we've experienced, I felt like I could yeah. talk deeply. <laughs> and I yeah. would understand. Yes. 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 Without having And women to... of a certain age yes. who are and... still out in these streets yes. single. <laughs> <laughs> so they reconnected on a number yeah, of levels. <laughs> you know, maybe maybe a little too many. But, <laughs> but uh, you know, it was, you know, I felt free. And so yeah. uh, when I feel free, then, you know, 
Um, not everybody gets that, but, um, you know, because of our paths. So, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah but that yeah. made me feel like I could do that, too. Amen. So, yes. Okay. Here we are, <laughs> years later. Mm-hmm. So, so L Boogie, your definition of community, and I know, you know, listeners, please, I, you may want to take notes. <laughs> Right. You may in order to follow the intellectual prowess of this sister and sister sitting here. So, uh, Miss Lauren Hood. Yeah. Community. What does community mean to you? I think it means a few different things. And I've learned this from when I'm I'm talking about it. I can see looks on people's faces. I'm like, oh, you thought I meant that community. Mm-hmm. Um, so one, it can mean a group of people. Mm-hmm. So lots of times when I'm saying our community, I mean black people. Right. Um, other times, I think it means like neighborhood. Mm-hmm. I think that's how it get used Gets used mostly out in the world when people yes. are like, that community, blah, blah, blah. Right. So they mean neighborhoods. In my mm-hmm. mind, I'm thinking of, I think of the Northwest side as a whole because that's where I came from. So mm-hmm. I think of that like that's a community right. over there. Mm-hmm. Um, and then it can also mean people that have a similar interest. So I also like as a music lover and a person who goes to shows and DJs sometimes, mm-hmm. um, I feel like there's a music community too, right. like people that... You know, right. get immersed in that. Right. So there's, it can be like geographic location, mm-hmm. like race or culture, mm-hmm. and then like your interest area. All those are community. Okay. So I make sure that whenever I use the word, I clarify which group I'm talking about. Okay. And and you navigate through many spaces, right? I so, do. That's why so. it's important to to clarify and to define terms when I use them because some groups don't have as much awareness as others on certain issues. Right. So when you say look on those those people's faces, so <laughs> and 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 you, so you go, you speak, mm-hmm. you know, you you speak across the country, uh, and you speak about like community, right? Yeah, you, you, safe spaces. Yeah, uh, preserving black spaces and mm-hmm. and those type of conversations you have. Yeah, and that is one of. 3,432 reasons why I love you because you can kick this knowledge and uh, let people understand the importance of, you know, culture keeping. Yeah, I I try. It's um, our culture. Mm -hmm. When I say our, I mean black people right then. Yes. Um, I think it's something we take for granted, Mm -hmm. but other groups kind of monopolize on it and then we're like hey wait a minute but then like we have to look at ourselves and be like okay we had all this we had but we we just didn't value it right in a certain way Mm -hmm. so um I went to a lovely talk yesterday. So it was a screening of the Black to Techno film. Oh, yes. And afterwards, the filmmaker, she kept driving. They did a panel discussion. Mm-hmm. And afterwards, the filmmaker, who is Nigerian but living in London, she kept driving home. Like, Detroit, your culture is so valuable. You are so important. Like, don't get it twisted. Mm-hmm. Outside of the city, people revere you and look up to you. And mm-hmm. they, they, there's just... Um, you're at the center of all these conversations. And she was really, I think it takes 
outsider sometimes right. to remind us of our value because we're mm-hmm. here and we're just entrenched in it. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of just a, an everyday thing we do. Right. So we don't look at it as like something special. Mm-hmm. But it is. Oh, yeah. And <laughs> um, more and more each day. Yes. Know. And as the city's culture starts to shift, I'm right. like, I'm missing something here. Mm-hmm. I, there's something I want back. Right. That is slipping away. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, L. This question, mm-hmm. it's a nod to the movie Brown Sugar. Mm-hmm. How old were you <laughs> when you fell in love with Detroit? <laughs> See, that's <laughs> funny because when you, you mentioned that that question was going to uh, be in the discussion earlier, I was like, have, have I? I? Right, right. <laughs> I don't have. even know. <laughs> I feel like it's, um, I fall in and out of love with of this course. city all the time. Yeah, and daily, I think, right? Yeah. yeah. Um, mm-hmm. It just depends on what is happening in any given week, yeah. to tell you the truth. Yeah. Um, and sometimes when I go away for an extended period and come back, I'm mm-hmm. like, oh, yeah. yeah. You know, maybe I need time away to absence makes the heart grow fonder well, or something. Well, you know, uh, any long-term relationship you have. You <laughs> Ups have, and downs, peaks have, and valleys. Right, ebbs and flows, right? Yes, because Detroit can be really heavy whoo, sometimes. Yeah, Man, it, the, the number of consecutive gray days kills me. You know, and then, you know, the, the type of work that you do, right? It's true. It's and so true. dealing with the trauma and the rejection and the mm-hmm. adoration and all of the, the emotions that go through, you know, you preparing to educate people about black spaces in, yeah. in Detroit. So, I mean, that's real talk. And right? just being able to see people, what I get frustrated by is I think that people that are having a, a good time of it right now in Detroit mm-hmm. don't see the struggle. Right. And I'm like, how do you not see how that? Not like, see I it? see it and I internalize it, and it's it mm-hmm. just, it weighs on me sometimes. I right. realize that I have, like, a four- to six-week window where I have to leave the city, yeah. even if it's just to go to the next state or right. something. Mm-hmm. But I really, I got to shake the Detroits off me sometimes because it's just, it's really heavy. It's heavy. And to, you know, to see, uh, you know, when I do the work that I do, um, you know, I want to make sure that the elders approve of the, the work mm-hmm. that I do, right? And so that that struggle, you know, looking in their eyes and they they've seen... Uh, you know, five decades of promises and mm-hmm. things that were going to happen and they've stayed. Mm-hmm. And so th- to to want to be approved by them because they've stayed and they deserve to see the Detroit that they deserve, mm-hmm. you know, so that struggle, uh, you know, like you said, the, the people here who are just, um, you know, everything is a um, a hashtag or a new t-shirt or, yeah. you know, something where they can just have fun with um, the legacy. It it wears on you when you're yes. doing the good work. Yes. Yeah. And just like you said, that look on people's faces. Yeah. Like when you take time to look at the people that aren't really seen. Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um. And it's always black people. Yes. It drives me crazy. We're mm-hmm. 80% of the population, and we are still, like, on the fringe like that. Like, yeah. there are, I don't know, a couple thousand of us that might be doing well, mm-hmm. but there's, like, 
a half a million black people in the city. Yeah. And whatever 80% of like 675 is. So 480,000, <laughs> yes. something like that. Yeah. Yes. They're yeah. like half a million black people here, and we are not representing in that way. Right. Yeah. Right. I get it. I get it. So, sis, we're going to stick a pin in that. <laughs> uh, we're going to take a quick break. We're going to come back, and we're going to keep rolling with this conversation, right? Okay. Yeah. All right. You have a brilliant mind. Projects, businesses, events, ideas that will make a positive impact on your specific audience, all while organically growing your brand. Knowing the importance of investing in your brand and being willing to do whatever it takes is empowering. And guess what? You don't have to do it alone. BW Creative Solutions is a boutique consulting company that specializes in customized marketing and branding. We offer creative marketing and branding with collaborative resources to bring your vision to life. Give us a call at 313-444-9385 and schedule your free 15-minute consultation. When your project shines, we smile. Okay, you guys, this is Audra, and we are back with Community, and I am talking to my sister, <laughs> Lauren Hood, also known as L Boogie, <laughs> and we're talking about, you know, uh, black spaces and culture in the city of Detroit. So, Lauren, uh, this is another segment that I call What Up Though? <laughs> And during this segment, I'd like you to just tell the audience uh, what you're working on, what's new with you, you know, what projects you got going on. So I am working on the activation of a commercial storefront on Six Mile. <laughs> yes. Um, I struggle with calling it a business because I don't think of it in that way. Mm -hmm. um, it's more about organizing people around city change. Mm. So it will be a space. Mm -hmm. Well, there are events. So there'll be um, like spoken word, live music, mm -hmm. um, some film screenings, some theater. Yeah. But really, the... The magic that happens in the space comes from people who normally wouldn't be in a room together being in a room together. Nice. So in my mind, it's like those of us that have like, you know, some access, some influence, mm -hmm. but also the people that we leave out all the time. Right. So like I want Pookie and them to come. Right. So <laughs> and so you, you, you want people who could walk. <laughs> to, to the space. Oh right? yeah, yeah, yeah. People yeah. that live in the neighborhood. They yes, live in the neighborhood, yes. right? So, um, the the power in that, right? Yes. Can you imagine the power of in all that? of us in a room together yes. planning for the future of the yeah. neighborhood and the city? Yeah, the way. That what it could that look be. like? Yeah. And then around these beautiful, soulful things that open us up yes. and, and make us vulnerable. So when yes. you're talking about music, right? Mm -hmm. um, like you go to the Grio and, and that vinyl, you're listening to that vinyl. It does something to the soul, mm -hmm. right? And mm -hmm. so your space yeah. um, with all of those things that are being activated in that space is it's gonna allow people to just be vulnerable and have real conversations. That's what I'm hoping. Yes, and the key piece would be like some facilitated dialogue. Oh, of course. Some lectures. Yes. Um, so we're getting information out, but also inspiration. I mm -hmm. feel like um 
black folks in Detroit kind of have, I don't, we kind of um, get blamed for everything that's wrong with the city. Oh, you like, better historically. Say, would you, I'm sorry. <laughs> Can you repeat that and repeat it slowly, please? Black folks. <laughs> Black folks. Yes. In Detroit. Yes. Get blamed for yes. everything that is wrong yes. in the city. Mm-hmm. Historically. Historically. Not just like currently. Historically. But, but historically. Mm-hmm. But but I think what that does for us is like we're carrying around some unresolved shame about it. Is you it's, know it's unresolved shame. It's trauma. Trauma you know? for sure. And so you 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 walk down the street and you look if you are able to have eye contact with a stranger mm-hmm. and that stranger is of a certain age you yeah. see the the hurt right yes. you see the shame you see the yes. pain right um and it's like with the things that are changing it, it's almost like they feel like they don't even deserve to be a part right of the change precisely they so don't. what does it look like when we actually understand that we deserve better right so at the heart of the programming is like also some some black history yes. some unlearning of that mm-hmm. that false narrative that we deserve mm-hmm. nothing but right what we have now right so yeah yeah. so um one of the previous guests karen burton from space lab yes you know she has uh nor party where she talks about uh the legacy of uh, black architects in the city Mm -hmm. of detroit and and those type of conversations you know where people can see that the monuments and all of these things every we have had a part in all of this Mm -hmm. for all of this over 300 years right Um, so I, I just, I, I can't wait, right? For <laughs> Me <space>. too. <laughs> <laughs> the hard part is mm-hmm. a couple of things. Mm-hmm. So one, there's the, the capitalist side, which is all the money that it will take to mm-hmm. rehabilitate the building. So mm-hmm. it's been vacant for a couple of decades, needs yeah. a roof, there's water inside, la, la, la. Mm-hmm. So there are lenders prepared to lend to the development team doing mm-hmm. the building. Okay. But the tension is between like being able to pay that back, mm-hmm. but also being able to pay a living wage and keep offerings at an affordable level. Right. Um, so... I'm investigating like a membership model mm-hmm. and maybe the membership model is a buy one, get one. So right. those that can pay a little extra pay extra so that other folks in like Bagley and Fitzgerald, mm-hmm. Martin Park mm-hmm. can have a free membership. Right. But there needs to be some other kind of subsidy mm-hmm. so that Pookie and them can afford to go. Right. Um, I love that. The, yeah. me- the membership piece. Yeah. You know, so you you know you think about institutions mm-hmm. um, and, and long-standing legacy institutions. They, they you got to be able to pay the bills. Yeah, and so to have us invest in us. Yeah, right? and so we we buy memberships and all that kind of stuff, right? That's Costco what I'm thinking. And all of that stuff, right? <laughs> it just, so, it's just a little bit of money that comes out of your account every month you don't even notice. <laughs> it's, a little, it's a little bit of money that comes out, but there's some uh, jewels that come with it, yeah. right? And yeah. um, I'm just... So imagine this, Audra. I'm imagining. <laughs> what will we guess this? So I'm trying to think of if there is, like I really love Ta-Nehisi, and granted, he already did a talk mm-hmm. at U of D, but what if he wants to talk at a neighborhood venue? What if he so wants he comes to. to the neighborhood spot, yes. but 
only members can come to the Ooh, to the pre-show Ooh, or the girl. after talk. You, you know, know what, what I mean? Because I'm trying what. to think of like what are those member benefits that people would pay for? It's access, right? And so yes, they can have discounts to the food and the drinks and stuff. But right. really, I think the big offering is the access. Like, what's the conversation that happens before or after the conversation? Exactly, exactly. Yeah. You, you, I imagine right along <laughs> yeah. with you. And, you know, my membership, just let me know when you need it. Let me know. But, uh, yeah, I, I see it. Yeah. Um, it's needed. Um, it'll give a, uh, an amazing balance to uh, McNichols slash Six Mile. And cultural corridors. I want yes. us to start thinking of... Like, you hear a commercial corridor so much, mm-hmm. it's just so generic. I think, oh, there's yeah. a subway and a big yeah. bee. How exciting. Yeah. Ooh, ooh, yeah. <laughs> but, like, we're Detroit. We're special. Can these corridors that have been vacant for so long Th- be reimagined why. as a cultural this corridor? Is why. <laughs> she is El Boogie in my mind, in my heart, and in my soul. Because I talk about the same thing. So, yeah. you know, the work that I do with Clean Up Corridors, you know, I'm talking to these corridor organizations. Can you pull in a certain piece of culture yeah could it be music yeah could it be artists you know those type of things to activate these spaces um and not always think so that there's a flavor yeah and it doesn't have to be a retail Mm. establishment yeah that's what's hard for people though they can't they can't (laughs) get it they can't get it but it it has to be a good mixture yeah and i think you uh and your team will be a catalyst uh to start the conversation around that and letting people see a tangible example right right? that's the hard part because i Mm -hmm. can't i've been doing the research and it's really hard to find so the lenders are like how does it make money i'm like well it well, doesn't it's, it's necessarily. A <laughs> it's a mixture. Yeah. It's, it's, it's different revenue streams, and that's the beauty about yeah. it, right? You know, we, we've talked in detail about some things. So you, yeah. you got a good revenue mix. You move along with the plan, and, you know, they'll understand. Uh, there are other places that are doing maybe not exactly the same thing, yeah. but, you know, other cities that are making a conscious, intentional decision to do things. Uh, we were in Memphis and um, they are um, redeveloping a library there mm-hmm. in Memphis, and it's going to be um, several different things. Mm-hmm. So part of it is going to be for business incubation where yeah. entrepreneurs can be there. Then there's one um, style of dancing I cannot recall. I think it's called juking mm-hmm. from Memphis, and so they're there will be a studio. <laughs> Duking? <laughs> I'm sure Okay, not... Grandma. <laughs> I think the kids call it I juking? think they, the kids call it Is juking. that the equivalent of the JIT? Is it like the Memphis yes, JIT? Yes, it is. Okay. Yes, it is. And so they're going to have a studio academy there for it. And so the library, right, is taking this new approach to being sustainable. And so there may not be a necessarily exact replica of what you're Mm -hmm. doing, but there are other spaces that are doing these things where there are, um, you know, an assortment of revenue streams, Mm -hmm. right? So. The the lenders, you guys will get them together. (laughs) You you will get them together. Um, So, L Boogie. Yes, In this part, 
of the I can't believe you called me grandma because <laughs> you said uh, I think they, I think they call it juking <laughs> grandma that is hilarious okay so spirituality right yeah. so um, you know I'd like to talk to my uh, my guests about how is it that you communicate express your spirituality at this part of your journey what does it mean to you um so i was raised as a christian Mm -hmm. in the nominational church that you currently go to fellowship chapel fellowship chapel yeah um and i think you know in my youth so i was forced to go to church Mm -hmm. And mm-hmm. practice, mm-hmm. but at some point, you know, in my early adulthood, I got really into Christianity. Mm-hmm. Um, just you know, something to keep my mind in order. But I think it also made me really judgmental. You know what I mean? I had a very um, narrow view of what it meant to be a yeah. good person, right? <laughs> mm-hmm. And I wouldn't treat people differently, but right. I certainly internalized being better than some people based on my my religious beliefs at the time. Mm-hmm. But um. Then I also remember at one point sitting at a Olive Garden with my parents and being like, you know what? I'm not Christian anymore. I was like, I no longer <laughs> serve white Jesus. They were like, uh, <laughs> okay. That, that went over well, didn't it? It went over well. Did your mom, did your mom clutch her heart? Did she? Um, I mean, they understood it, but still, now I understand that, like, you don't necessarily have to be practicing a religion to be a really good person. I know so many spiritual people that aren't religious at all, um, but are just super solid human beings. Mm -hmm. So I would say now I'm at a point where I believe there's an energy source that is greater than us. Mm -hmm. So people in their religions believe it's God or Mm -hmm. Jesus or whatever, but Mm -hmm. we all believe there's something greater than us. And I kind of feel like we all connect to it and are a part of it. So in my mind, it looks like a sun. Mm -hmm. Um, So there's a center and we're all just rays emanating from it. So Mm -hmm. we're different, Mm -hmm. yet we're connected to it. Mm -hmm. Um, So I very much feel like there's a source energy, mm-hmm. and we all emanate from that. And, and so, I connect to it by a, a meditation. Amen. Yeah. So the the sun, so light, mm-hmm. like it, it illuminating crazy bright light. Mm-hmm. Right. Right. Okay. Yeah, we're all little rays of it shooting out. Pew, pew, pew. So that gives a different uh, meaning to this little light of mine. I'm gonna let it shine, right? Sure, sure. Yeah, that's beautiful. I love yes, it. I yes. love it. I love and I it. try to. Sometimes I get off track with my meditating. Mm-hmm. Um, but um, when I'm being present, mm-hmm. I give myself at least 15 minutes a day. Set a timer on my phone where I just sit in silence, clear mm-hmm. my mind. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, well Miss Hood, we're going <laughs> to stick a pin in that. We're going to come back in a minute. We're going to take a quick break for our sponsors, and we will be right back. Y'all okay? got sponsors? Yes, we do. <laughs> <laughs> Izzy Strategic Beautification. Strategic Beautification is a comprehensive consulting, design, and implementation service that begins with the basics. The basics are litter debris removal along commercial corridors, 
services are then customized to accommodate the needs of the client. Our corporate culture is to leave people, places, and things better than we found them. We stand on old-fashioned values to lead us into a future that enriches our youth, the region, and the environment. That's Izzy Wisdom. Get involved today by calling 866-97-IZZY. That's 866-97-I-Z-Z-I-E. Or visit our website at www.izzyllc.com. Okay. We are back with Community, and I am having a blast talking to my sister here, Lauren Hood, also known as L. Buggy. This is fun. Yeah. So, so Lauren, um, you know, I know you're old enough to remember Martha Jean the Queen. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and so this part of the show, um, I just like to talk about inspiration. You know, the people I've been very um, uh, blessed uh, to have on guests that are just doing like great work, right? Um, and I know it's taxing, and I know it, mm-hmm. it dra- is draining, and all of that. So, who, what, when, where inspires you to do the good work? Mm. And I've been thinking about this since you told me we would talk <laughs> about it. I think um, I am inspired by this vision I have of our future. Mm-hmm. You know, I see us as this thriving black Mecca that we could be, mm-hmm. and that keeps me going. Right. So I love that there are all these creative people here, and we're all having the conversations about what do we do? What do we do? Where do I plug in? Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like there's this um, burgeoning energy to to activate. Yeah. So it's a very exciting time. Like, it's a trying time, because mm-hmm. I feel like there are these other forces, mm-hmm. you know, that are working to do something else. Right. But I also feel like it is a moment in time where we could really make a difference. Right. And I think the right people are here. Yes. The right conditions exist. Mm-hmm. But we really, the key is organizing. We just have to get together. Right. Yeah. And yeah. it's tough, too, because, you know, I run into people out in the streets like, hey, yeah, we're going to get together next week and talk about that thing. Mm. We always do that. But right. we need to be really intentional right now. We need to put in play <laughs> what I've been talking about yes. the last few years. Yes. Right? It is so, not hard to just get in a room together and start planning, plotting, scheming. Yeah. Yeah, but we yeah. just we just don't prioritize it. It's not to say that some people aren't already organizing, right. but I think there's too many disparate groups. We internally have to set aside our differences. Like the the bougie black elites need mm-hmm. to get at the table with the grassroots folks. We need right. to stop judging each other mm-hmm. <laughs> for mm-hmm. how we're living our lives. Because right. both sides will be like, they do what? I can't believe they're participating in that, given all that's going on. Right. You know, what? there's just everybody wants to call everybody out for how people are living, like, enough. Right, enough. For the moment. Right. While we get our shit together. Right. Oops, can I cuss on here? Go ahead. <laughs> so, <laughs> and, you know, set aside those petty differences yes. and those judgments at this very critical moment it's in time, critical. let's get our let's get our agenda tight. Yes, and the, and and get the city that that we all deserve. We all deserve it. And yes. then you know we can go back to our <laughs> our, our respective, respective corners, corners, <laughs> chill and do whatever things. But for right that, now, right, <laughs> we got we got to do we got to get it together for such for such a time as this. Yes. We need to come together and put aside yes, those differences. Quit playing. Yeah, yeah, it, it's time and. Uh, you know, as the clock continues to tick and, you know, the world 
reveres this beautiful city, you know. People are looking to us. Yeah. Nationally, globally. Yeah, They're globally. like, what is Detroit about to do? Right, right. And so we have an opportunity. And, um, you know, I'm going to still, you know, offline talk to you about, <laughs> you know, my plan of how we need to get together. Yes. <laughs> yes. Uh, I, and, and it becomes more and more urgent each day. Yes. Yeah. So, L Boogie, you're working on your space. Um, you have any any talks? You you traveling and to to teach some people some things <laughs> anytime soon? Um, I do have a talk coming up in two weeks. So um, there's this association of university presses. So it's all the publishing houses at colleges across the country and some outside of the country mm-hmm. that are having their national convening in Detroit. Mm-hmm. And they wanted to talk about um, uplifting marginalized voices. Is that right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I have a friend who works at Wayne State Press, and she threw my name in the hat, and they were like, sounds great. Okay. So I have to, you know, I'm going to talk to them about... Um, not only how you can publish things by people that might not normally get published, but I really want them to take a look at like who has who's employed in those publishing houses. So oh, I equity, I know that for oh, them, like, gosh. oh, equity just means, you know, white folks publishing more black material. That's I'm like, no, it. it means a black person sitting next to you yes. at that publishing table. Yes. Like, for example, my friend who works at the Wayne State publishing house told me that the there are only two black people in the office in our 80% black city you know and what? one is an admin and the other works in the warehouse stop it <laughs> so when you you're inviting right me now. to come talk about <laughs> marginalized voices i'm like why well, you got the black people in your office in the margins <laughs> like can they be in like decision making right. positions like what is the what's the issue there two. so i'd like to two so when I do talks, I love to turn the mirror on the people. And and I love like, how you, it, you are not masterful. Not in a mean way. No, that's why you're masterful <laughs> at it. You, yeah. are, you really are masterful yeah. at it. You are. You, you, have, you, you have people take a look at themselves, and it's yeah. a beautiful thing. Yeah. It's a gift. And not in an accusatory no, way, no, you know. No, no, It's going to be with humor. Yes, always. <laughs> Some levity. Well, but, um, yeah, you got to... Uh, have people look at themselves and I will, you know, end it with a challenge about like who you're going to, who's going to be working next to you. Mm-hmm. That is that non-traditional marginalized person. Okay. All right. So if people want to get in touch with you, you know, you, you also do some consulting, right? You do some consulting. I do. That is really for now. It's just mm-hmm. kind of a, well, I don't want to say pay the bills things. Cause mm-hmm. I'm very specific about the kind of projects I work on, mm-hmm. but, um, yeah, consulting is kind of a hustle, man. Yeah. I am available for certain kinds of projects. Um, so I usually work as like an intermediary between a development entity and mm-hmm. a community. Right. Um, which is fine, mm-hmm. but I mean, sometimes there's just some some built-in barriers that I can't work around. So I don't know if like that's the niche I want to be in as far as consulting work goes. But well, anything to do with like preserving cultural heritage, mm-hmm. um, uh, I don't want to say community engagement anymore. Like relationship mm-hmm. building, relationship. genuine, long-term, sustainable relationship building. Yes. Um, that's the kind of work I would like to do for consulting. Okay. And so people want to get in touch with you, email address, what what do you do? Yeah, they can send me an email address. So it's Ms. Ms. Period, Lauren Hood at gmail.com. L Boogie. <laughs> <laughs> Sis. Yeah. I appreciate it. Is it you. over? That was so much fun. 
You you want to talk a little more? <laughs> <laughs> no, well, only how, you, how you feel? Only What's if you had on? more questions. Yeah. What 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 else is going on? What you got? You got something else? No, that's... I can I can hear the wheels turning. I think. Uh, no, no, you got no, something no. else? No. Okay. Not necessarily. Okay. Well, we'll have you back for sure. Okay. Uh, because when, yeah, hold me accountable. Oh, for real. <laughs> you know, I'm if good it's at six that. months from now and you've seen no progress on this space, you, you know, gotta be like, listen, hey, you know, <laughs> is that what I do? Right? We have a we have yes. a, an understanding, <laughs> so I will check on you. Um, but we definitely will have you back, and it's going to be in a little different format. And we'll have some fun with a little cool. wine and all that stuff. But I appreciate you with my whole heart. I appreciate heart. you too, Audra. I love you. <laughs> I love you too. Okay. So <laughs> Thanks, boo. <laughs> <laughs> You've been listening to Community, uh, and I've had my girl, Lauren Hood, with me today. Uh, Remember to like, share, subscribe, and always listen on Stitcher, Google Play, Apple Store, and Spotify. You're listening to the Detroit is Different Podcast Network.